Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for this season. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you will do. Father, we say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we go into your word, Daddy, you will guide us yourself. You will teach us your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Just going to just say a couple of things which may appear a bit strange to some of us is the mode of service during the Lenten period. I understand, first thing I said before, is that a doctrine or a religious rite that doesn't point to Christ is an idol. So anything that you do and does not, the emphasis is not on Jesus, it's an idol. It could start right. The Bible talks about the uh, what's it called now? The uh, the golden serpent that Moses raised up. He was he had a good intention, but he became an idol, and God asked them to destroy it. So when a doctrine chooses to receive glory to themselves rather than pointing to Christ, that doctrine, no matter how many people it has delivered, it is in the hands of the devil. So, that being said, is that the re- one of the things where you see religious rites like this, what they do, they, the very best they do is that they try to give you an expression of or laying an emphasis on a particular aspect of what Christ has done. So when we have the Lenten period, the emphasis is not on your fasting alone. The emphasis is that Jesus suffered. That is why in the Catholic faith, you start by the harsh wisdom. Because that means that the lamb is about to be sacrificed. So, and when you, be, where, where we put on red, he, or use red, is to remind us of the suffering, the price that Christ paid on his journey. So, when we begin to see, you know, and what I'm trying to say is that the, the fathers of the faith are allowed by the will of God or by the instruction of God to create certain things in order to help your understanding and your to groom your faith towards God. But what they need to ensure is that that thing does not replace God. Does that make sense? So why we do these things is because that's why you see that during the Lenten period, there is, there is, there is an element of soberness, but it's not soberness for you, as it were. It is, it is, it is, it is that you are suppressing your flesh to try to partake in the suffering of Christ. Because what Christ did was he denied himself of what he was rightfully his. So, so that, is, that is the emphasis. You will see in some, in some CNS churches, I see there is no right or wrong, in some CNS churches, the, you don't, during Lenten period, you don't even use tears. Because the emphasis is that you, your concentration is on, I am denying myself, I am joining, I am, I am partaking of what Christ suffered of in the little way I can. Does that make sense? So all these things are done. So that doesn't mean that if you go to a Pentecostal church now and they're shouting, that they're, they're singing, that doesn't mean they are wrong. It's just that the way expression of the gospel is what is most important. I've been in the garden before when I was in uni. Funny enough, that it was a very weird morning. We were, we were just talking downstairs. And a friend of mine took a holiday. And we're having a chat. 
and we're talking about the service we're about to start upstairs. So we're talking about, you know, letting people down, there's no drum, there's no this, there's no that, and things like that, there's no hallelujah, and this kind of stuff. And we're saying, ah, you know, these things, so we're just talking about it scripturally, we're just having a debate around it. So when we got upstairs, somebody now, somebody was in trance, and something had happened. And the person said, and God spoke to that person and said, I understand that the doctrines of your fathers is that you should not shout hallelujah. But in this time, I want you to do so. It was so interesting to me, the way God put it, is that these are the doctrines of your father. So you will not go to another and see they're not starting, starting and we are doing lengthy period and say, ah, these people, they've, they've left Jesus. No, they didn't. But God did not also tell us that what our fathers asked us to do was wrong. He just said at that point in time, because he, he has the right to override. But he will, not, he will not encourage you to rebel against it. That is not God. But that kind of sat with me for a very long time. When he made that statement, it is the doctrines of your father. He did not say he did not accept it. When God rejects a doctrine, is when the doctrine contradicts him. That's why Jesus said about the laws that they were giving to, um, what's it called? Um, when they're telling people to go and give, not pay, give their mothers something, and, um, and basically bring all the money to the church and ignore their parents. And Jesus said, no, no, you have now made this doctrine. You are, you are now colliding with the principles of God. So what I'm trying to say is that what Jesus had as a problem was not that, but it was now being used in such a way that it is replacing what God has said. Does that make sense? So God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Just wanted to shed lights in us as we begin to see the pattern of service this way. It is not that we forgot to, or that Jesus forgot his laptop at home to get the drugs and things like that. It's just that the pattern of service and the emphasis and why the emphasis is so. And of course, you know, the, the desire is that it will be defeated if you only concentrate on the on the price that Christ paid now and after Lent, you continue with your life, then it doesn't make sense. It, then it has become an idol for you. You know, um, some people say, ah, I will not, that lady, I will, um, let's meet in April. Ah, why? We are in the Lenten period. So we need to deny ourselves. So after Lent, you know, I've seen people that sadly, after Lent, Easter Sunday like this, it hangs in a different house. I just wonder what was the old, <laughs> what was the old drama about? God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So just quickly as we look at, you know, God has asked us that we should focus on thanksgiving especially after the three days and things like that. So I just felt that, you know, it is important that we, we try to establish these things around Thanksgiving. One of the things is that when, you know, just like every other word, when you ask, when you talk about Thanksgiving, you know, um, like, like somebody asked me, um, uh, many months ago, and asked me uh, that what does it mean to forgive? What does forgiveness mean? And I said, the problem is that people don't understand. They say the word, but they don't understand it. Forgiveness means that I forgave you. So that means that it, do it doesn't matter what you do before I, I come to you. I have forgiven you. Forgiving you. So when you say, I don't, we will talk about it, then we forgive. So no, that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness, scripture, the word forgive means you forgave. So, and that's why the Bible says that when we were yet sinners, Christ forgave us, or Christ loved us first. That is why it is called forgiveness. But when we have to slug it out, 
I am not forgiving you. I have given you, but I have not forgiven you. Because forgiving means it has to be a pre-condition. It is not a condition made after a particular incident. Does that make sense? So, so, and that is why, that is why way before you, Jesus, God is not trying to forgive you of the sin you just did now. He had forgiven you. You are just acknowledging his forgiveness and his sacrifice. That's what he done. Because if God were supposed to, Jesus would have died hundred times. He would say, ah, you come and die again. <laughs> That's not forgiveness. So, so when you hear the word forgiveness, Forgiveness, when the Bible talks about forgiveness, it's totally different from what people think it is. And so, having said that, I'm just saying that there are so certain words in scriptures that we all go through and, and we may not necessarily get what it is. So, what does thanksgiving mean? It means that you are giving thanks to somebody. So, that means that this thanks and giving means that I am handing over something to somebody. Now, the, 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 the point now is that for that thanksgiving to be accurate, you must understand who you are giving something to. Because you are not just giving, this is not thanks. This is thanksgiving. So that means that you are, you are handing over, it is an action towards somebody. You know, I have, I have a friend that I was traveling and I was going to buy him something. And I didn't have enough money. But I was struggling to go to Primark to go and buy him something. Why? Because of the person I'm giving something to. He didn't mind if I bought it from Primark or so, but you know, you know, when you see... I don't know if you have ever seen that with those kind of people. Where you see somebody who is well dressed and things like, oh, you know, they, they, are, they are, and you, you first of all think, what am I going to buy for this person that they would appreciate? And that is why kings do not, kings, when you come to a king to appreciate them or something, they give you something in return because whatever you are giving to them, if the value is not the issue. The issue is that you understand who you are giving it to. So, and you will begin, so that is why, because God is a, is a king, it doesn't relate to you giving five pounds, ten pounds, no. It is how you understand who you are giving it to. And you will begin to see this emphasis throughout scriptures. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 to 12, the Bible says, the, the Lord of the heaven armies says to the priest, Sons of um, a son, a son honors his father. A servant respects his master. If I am your father, if, if I am, if I am your father and your master, where is my honor and respect that I deserve? But you have shown content to my name. He said, but you have. How have you shown content to you? And he said, you have shown content to you many by offering defiled sacrifice on my altar. Then you asked, then you asked, how have we defiled it? Now, this is where, this is, you know, um, the Bible says that, he said, you have defiled it by, you've defiled it by saying, by saying the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. When you give blind animals are sacrificed. Is it not wrong? Is it, is it wrong to offer animals that are crippled? Try giving gifts like that to your governors. So what he's saying is that the issue is not what you are giving. The reason why you are giving what you are giving is because you do not understand, you do not value who you are giving to. So he now said what, that same thing that you are doing Go and give it to your boss at work. I used to say to people at times, you know, the way you attend worship in church or where you give your worship in church, try to go and give it to your CEO and see how it will, how, how it will look like. Not even that alone. See, it, it goes a long way before God. 
Those, God help us. You know, people turn up in church, they've not taken their bath, just turn up. I know God, God is God is everywhere. No, that's the problem is that it's lack of understanding of scriptures. Scriptures means that you don't, if you cannot turn up like that in front of your CEO, if you have an appointment with the Queen of England and not turn up in that same way, then God is saying, Don't do that before me. And that is one of the things that you begin to see as God begins to deal with people. And say, so see, it is not, it is not, because people say, you know, ah, it is the, it is the heart that God sees. God doesn't care about how you, how you appear. Again, it's because, then why did he sew a garment for Aaron? He should have told Aaron to just come up anyhow and just turn up and you know, ah, you know, God, God is, At times, please, this is not, the church is not, the body of Christ is not a fashion center. So we're not talking about fashion center here. You know, the Bible is talking about fashion This is not come and show off how, how well you can dress. That is not scriptures. But he's saying, let your appearance show that you respect it. Let it show that you respect him. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So he said, he, and you know, he said, try giving these gifts like that to your governor and see how he's if he's pleased with you. So God is saying, you know, see, maybe and why were they doing this? It was because that you know, see, this was not even for ordinary people, this was for the priests. He was talking, so the priest got so accustomed with him that they thought that you know, you know, when, when it comes to when it comes to God, you know, God, God understands. Have you had statements like me and God know how we rule? I have been on a very I have been talking to some servants of God, you know, recently as God gives me grace. And I've been almost, it's now almost becoming a series. It's because it's a Yoruba, uh, and I've called it an Ichiban Pimo The body of Christ is be more. That is why we are, we, you have to carry it. So, you know, why is the, why are the people shouting prayers? No, ah, Ichiban Pimo Olumako. God is here, carry your child. An example, when you did we not see Yahoo boys spraying money within church? So what is the prayer point about that God are killing people? Ah. It's as simple as that. Sorry, I'm speaking you about you know, it's just all those that are, you know, you know, there is no, see there are certain things that God is not interested in you praying. You might shout and pray to you tomorrow. Except you are ready to first of all accept. That we are part of this problem. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible is saying, uh, is saying, I said, is, is say, see, even even the non-believers, they understood that when they are appearing before God, the God of Israel, there is a pattern by which you follow it. You just don't. You just don't do things because, um, because see, there is, and that was what you know. Um, let's just let, let me just show show you that first Samuel chapter six, please. The Bible says when the hack of the Lord was had been um, had hack hack of the Lord had been in the Philistines' territory for seven months, they've had a lot of problem. The Philistines called for the priests and the diviners. And what shall we do with the heart of the Lord? Tell us, should we send it back to his place? 
Now, this is, these are occultic men. The Bible says, they, they answered, if you return the heart of the Lord of, of Israel, do not send it back empty hand. Do not send it back without a gift. By all means, send your guilt, guilt offering to him. Then you will be you will be healed and you will know why his hand has not been lifted from you. Basically, what he's saying is that please, when you are sending it back, don't just send it anyhow. You when basically you when you are returning it back, you need to return it with you know with a level of honor. With a level of honor. And that's what Jesus was talking about. And about, I will just quote it from, from, from the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13. The Bible says that these people come near me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. Their worship of me is based on <coughs> human rules that they have been taught. See, one of the problems here also is that these people are not really at fault. It is the system that taught them how to behave in that way. So Jesus, God said that, you know, they have been taught. This is how they taught that, you know, when you do worship or when you do thanksgiving, you know, it doesn't, it, as long as the beat is right, those who are in, who are in, in music will tell you something. You know, I'm not putting you on the spot, but there are some songs you will sing because of, I mean, not you, but Emisha will sing because it makes a lot of money. But, but when you're singing a song that comes from you, you know it. But everybody's dancing. That is why you will see some songwriters, some songs that, you know, you know, you will see that some of the songs that sell most, it's not that they came from, they were just, it was just mistake to mistake to make mistake. It's like, ah, hey. Then everybody begins to dance. There is no, but the musician, when they are singing from the hearts, they know there is a difference. So if at that level, people can differentiate. But the problem is that when you're talking about making money, if that system is about making money, you will sing songs that give them beats. At times people don't even listen to the lyrics. It is beats now. I think so. so the more beats that you can cook up and send the place on fire, the money will come. So also, at times people have been taught, our worship or singing has been taught, is that there is no connection to the heart. It sounds nice. And the whole place is, is shouting and everybody's jumping and things like that, which is not, you know, it's, but the problem is that God is saying, no, 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 no. Those are rules of men. So when you, when you become, you know, when you have two kind of songs, so I'm talking to you because he's a musician, you know, when you have two kind of songs, that's a song that you, you, you it's a life story, and a song that is like the beats and things like that, your manager will tell you what, push that one, that, you know, that is the one that matters. Or this one that sings from the heart, is, you know, if, if this one is the one that makes you the money, let us blow. Let's and so also, that kind of teaching is already in the body of Christ. Where the singing sounds nice, it makes sense. The percussionist is, is giving it everything. Then everybody feels it. 
And see, at times, one of the things also is that people could go in trance. And someone was asking me recently that, you know, why is it that, you know, people, see, the, spirit, the spiritual has a lot of, there's a lot of complications going on in it. But what I'm just saying for what we have now, for what we are, for the sake of what we're talking about is that he said, there are rules are taught by them. Now, when you can't go to, please note the word, their worship of me. Now, when I go to the, the New King James Version, the Bible says that, it says, therefore, it said, therefore, the, in as much as these people draw near me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but they have removed their heart far from me and their fears, their fear of me, their fear towards me, the way they fear me is taught by them. So what he's saying also is that in your worship, you have to have an understanding of fearing who God is. You have to have an understanding of fearing who God is. And because David knows that, David will say in Psalm 47, verse 7, he says that for God, and you will see this theme all through David. The Bible will say, For God is the king of all the heads. So that means he's saying, Understand who this person is. In our sense, sing praises with understanding. That means when you are worshipping God, it is important that you understand who you are singing to. And I've said this so many times that if you can sing praise with understanding, then you can sing praises without understanding. When it comes, move to the right, move to the left, you know, this guy, so you know, you just... It's good, you know. The Bible says bodily exercise profited little. Hallelujah. And I'm I'm taking this to a point so that we will begin to 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 know that you know why worship ascends at different levels because because the requirement at each level is different. You know, the Bible says that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That means everybody is allowed to praise God and God is happy with it. But yet, the Bible also says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So, you can all sing. He would shower blessings on you. But when it comes to inhabiting certain praises, inhabiting means you are sitting within that. It's a different ballgame. So you would see when we begin to look at um, uh, First Chronicles chapter um, chapter fifteen, verse twelve to sixteen. What is happening here is that the Bible says that then this is David because he was bringing by the heart of covenant, and the Bible said um, then he said to them, "You are the heads of the Lev Levitical family. You and your fellow Levites are to consecrate yourselves." Bring up the heart of the Lord to Jerusalem. And, and Jerusalem to the place I prepared for it. He said, because, uh, because we did not do it the first time, that's what he said. Because we did not do it where the first time, that's why the hand of God has risen. Let's, let's read on, please. It now said that, uh, it now said in verse 16. He said, David told the, the leaders of the Levites, appoint fellow Levites as musicians. So basically, God did not say, the, power, the requirement was not that you love, you love to sing. The requirement is that you are ready to first consecrate yourself before you come to sing. Standing to worship in the presence of God is not a function of I love my voice, my love, my I sing well. 
And when you are when you when you understand this now, consecration is not only fasting. Consecration is dying to your own self. See, one thing the Levites had as a point was that they were not, when God was when they were allocating things, God said, This one's don't allocate to them. I am their possession. So basically, they live for me. So God is so David is saying, No, when we are going to get musicians, we are not going to first of all say, put advert and say, if you can sing, come and join us. But when we don't understand these things, I've seen a place where they did um, anniversary, anniversary, and the, after they finished the anniversary, they did praise and worship session. You get what I'm trying to say? And obesity came to finish service for them. Life was longer. But if understanding is not clear that consecration comes before you are allowed to sing for the king. Before you are allowed to sing for the king. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, how, why is this all important? Understanding who God is. Because it allows you to be able to understand that when, see, everybody can give God thanks when things are good. It is not me. We are thanking God. We are thanking God. You know, have you not seen people who would, who would do wrong things and they say, ah, Jesus has done this. So, it is not, it is, it is, anybody can, anybody can give God thanks on any, 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 you know, at any time. If things are doing, going well, you will give God thanks. You will give God thanks. But when you now understand that it is a calling as a priest to show God praise. It is. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which position you are in. It is a requirement that you offer praise to God. So you would see when we look at Romans chapter 4, we would see they, um, Abraham, our father, the Bible says that Romans chapter 4, Okay, um, just go back. Oh, I'll be up, sorry. Up, sorry. Yeah, the Bible says, without weakening in his faith, face, sorry, in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. But he was strengthened in his faith and giving glory to God. The other version will say, praising God. Or the Bible says, being fully persuaded that God. So, why he was able to give God thanks even in that position is that they understood who God is. They understood who God is. See, when you have a lifetime of up and down of praise, and also a praise about praise that comes from within, is because you are still putting the, the reason why you are giving God praise is still based on you. But when the reason is based on Him, you understand why the 24 elders all through their life. The Bible will say that each time they look at him, they find another reason to bow down their heads. 
They found another reason to bow down their heads. Let's just see where God was having a conversation in the book of Isaiah chapter 40. It's quite a long reading, but I think it will be interesting. The Bible says, See, the sovereign, of the, the, the sovereign Lord comes with power. He rules with a mighty hand. See if his, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. Let's go on to just cut up our time. Let's go on. Let's, let's just read verse 12. The Bible says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand with 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 the breadth of his uh, with the with the breadth of his hand he marked up the heavens who has held the dust of the head in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scale and and the hills in a balance see let me just quickly say something here and this is this is science you can find out I didn't know that I was going to is that for the heart to be in a part, in a balance, or for the heart to be in a balance, I think I get the mountains are mountains are actually the mountains you see around. They are actually the balance. What oh, is geography here? Or geology? A geography. <laughs> geology or things like that. No, you did. Amen. Okay, hallelujah. Amen. But you see that mountains are placed in places as a balance. As a balance. And that is why when you begin to do deforestation, you begin to clear this, clear that, and things like that. But it says that who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or to instruct him as his counsel? Who, who, did, who did the Lord consult to enlighten him? Who taught him the right way? Who is it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of, of understanding? Surely, nations are like a drop in a bucket. They, they are regarded as dust in his, in, on the scale. Weigh, he weighs the, the highlands as though they were like fine dust. And Lebanon is not sufficient or the altars of, 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 of fire, nor the animals enough as a burnt offering. So, you know, the Bible begins to go on. We read verse 20. It said, a person is too poor. Verse 20. A, verse, a person is too poor, such as an offering. Select the woods that will, that will not rot. Who Said they look, they look for a skilled worker, set up idols that will topple. Now, when you now go to verse, no, we're going to verse, um, let's just go to verse 20, 20 um, 27. After he was saying, he now got to verse 27 and he said, Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, the, my, my way is hidden from the Lord? God has disregarded, my, my cause is disregarded from God. Basically, he's saying that, see, who do you think, <laughs> in the scale of everything that I do, you are saying that God does not, God has forgotten. He said, do you not know, have you not heard? You that you are complaining, I say, you know, oh, you see, see how things have been for me. See how this and that. I think God is saying, you know, if you, he said, he said, do you not know, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the hands of the heart. He will not grow weary, tired, he will not go tired away. His understanding as no, sorry, his understanding no one can fathom. So God is saying, you know, the problem is that you, the problem is that, see, at times it is all good. 
to be grateful, to show gratitude when everything is going 100% the way you want it to go. I've said this before, but finally we sang a song like that today. When you go to the next slide, please. Let's go to the next slide. Um, sorry, go on, please. Now, we all sang this song today, which is great. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. From you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. The question is that, does it really work it all? You know, David was right when David said, no, you, 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 God, you see, David said, God, take everything. Everything, it doesn't really matter. You can return me back to where I come from. You know, you can, you, I know where you took me from. You can get, take me back there, but do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. The, quite, the issue is that there is so many things people don't want to give up. And when we sing that song, I can imagine heaven is looking down and he's saying, really? Do you want to give me everything? The Bible says that the child of David died and he stood up to give God worship. There was a congregation that's filled with a lot of people and they were singing this song, you are worthy of it all. And everybody was crying, you know, crying and, and rolling on the floor. You are worthy of it all. People, I guess people were sitting on the floor, people were sitting doing all sorts of things and you know, all sorts of worship, powerful worship and things like that. And that worship ended. Then Theophilus came on the podium and Theophilus began to sing. And the same crowd that was shouting in worship kept quiet. Why? Let's look at the song that Yofilo sang. Next slide, please. Said, I know that you can save. I have you have saved me before. But even if you don't save me, you are worth dying for. I know that you can heal. I have seen you heal before. Even if you don't heal me, you are worth dying for. Hey, the whole congregation. <laughs> I just saw that that hand was. I didn't know that people can come out of spirits very quickly. <laughs> the people that are rolling on the floor. <laughs> this worship is now is past. It was so interesting to see people. People that were, oh, tears was going, everything was, and oh, eh? I know that you can save. You are worth dying for. Not yet. He said, I have seen you heal before. <coughs> But even if you don't heal me, you are still worth dying for. I know that you can save. I have seen you save before. But even if you don't save me, you are still worth dying for. That is worship. Where it is not on you, it is on him. And uh, the, 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 the issue around understanding that kind of worship is because if a man does not totally appreciate what God has, what Christ has done, you may not be, you will still think. See, have you ever noticed that in scripture, anybody that encounters God, 
the first thing that they do is to say, I am not worthy. Because when you come in a, when you encounter him yourself, you will discover, they don't need to tell you, you will discover that you are nothing. The fact that you still have an opinion. See, people that say that a John Belloro Arodake is a good song, but it's not scriptural. When John the Baptist, or John the Beloved, when he wrote the book of Revelation, did you see him exchanging word? When See, when worship gets to what we are talking about, these men, they went to the Mount Transfiguration. They saw, they, 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 after when they saw the glory, they said, can we have three tents? One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. What was missing? Their home. Why? Because when you enter his presence, you, be, you, you are nothing. The fact that you are still in his presence and you are looking for your own tent is that you are still very much at the very low level. That worship has not ascended. If you follow that worship to ascend, nobody has ever entered the worship level and come back the same. I am not talking about healing. I'm talking about the facts that it makes you, the more worship rises, the more humble you are. Because you have seen. You are, you are conscious of how wrong you are. Those that saw Jesus in his glory, the first thing they did you see that, um, who told um, um, uh, Zacchaeus that he should go and sell all his property? No. When you encounter his glory, you would, you would, that's why John the Baptist said that he may increase, that I may reduce. That is the principle of worship. But like, you know, people who do worship, fall under anointing and still go on and live their life. They were at the outskirts of worship. Once you have the opportunity to reach in, something happens in that place of worship. That is why when you would see at times when worship gets to a point, one of the signs you would see, please, it's not all the time, I beg of you. It's not everybody that has the opportunity to. Some of us are created differently. When worship gets to a certain level, it is not people going in trance that is the sign. That is, is, that is a sign also, but it's not the only sign. One of the things you begin to see is people would not be able to express what they are saying. The only thing they can do is in tears. Because their words cannot express where they are. And one of the things you would also see as you draw closer to the place of worship is that is that you would just you would you would you would realize how you know, when worship gets to the peak, when it gets to the peak, the response is the people giving their life to Christ. But unfortunately, worship doesn't get to that level. Because when you see him face to face, you realize you're a sinner and you need a saving. So that is why when you see certain level of ministers of worship, when you understand how this thing moves, they, they used to do altar call at the head of their worship. Because what it will leave people to is to understand that they are sinners. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Let's just look at um, an illustration that Jesus gave and we would 
we would, we would come. Let's go to Luke. Now, the Bible says there was a particular woman who came to Jesus. The Bible says that and when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Please note that the Pharisees also gave him an offering. So the issue is not worship. They too gave him an offering. But the Bible says a woman that is in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating. Again, that word eating are the Pharisees. So they are, he was being entertained. So she came there with an alabaster box of perfume. As, as she stood behind, behind him, at his feet, weeping. Please notice what I said, you know, when one of the signs when worship gets a particular point of that, I'm not saying cry all the time, please, you know, we have limited tissue in the church. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it is, because I just, ah, when I used to see the Ron Kenoli, I don't know, um, Osana uh, music. When our Baba is crying there, I say, what is all this rubbish? Sing. Why are you crying? Then I say, it is English people. All these English people, you know, when they've not seen suffering in their life, that's why, you know, any small thing like that, cry. Honestly, that's what I used to sing. Then later on, I began to watch a kilometer thing, and I see people crying in the south. I say, hey, English people have already, already influenced them. The only thing they can do is cry. Sing, let us hear. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible, the Bible says that. So so when the alabaster okay, he said as she stood behind him at his feet, too, at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with with um, feet with her tears and wiped them with his hair uh, with her hair. Sorry, kissed him and poured. Um, kissed them. Please note that I know some people have said all sorts of things about these things. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, this does not signify that Jesus was married or Jesus was having an affair. You would see all those kind of um, stories all around. You know, um, people just speak scriptures and he said, and poured perfume on them. Please note the order by which she gave a offering. She didn't first of all give a perfume, she first of all gave herself. So let's read on, please. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw, uh, saw this, the, he said to himself, if he were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people hold a certain moneylender. One hold him 500 uh, uh, and the other 50. Let's go on, please. Neither, neither of them had money to pay back. Pay, had, had the money to pay, to pay him back. So they forgave, so he forgave, he forgave their debts both. Now, which one of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had, who had, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly. So when he turned towards the woman, he said, Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me water for my feet. You did not. Uh, now, what he's saying here is that in those days, when they bring visitors in as a sign of honor, 
they wash their feet. It is a normal custom because in those days it was a desert area. So when people are going back and forth, their, their, their shoes are dusty. That is why when you see Jesus, when they went to um, at the wedding, wedding at Canaan, when he said that they should go and bring um, jars uh, and things like that, they went to bring, the Bible said they went to bring pots at the door. The pots were there because people used to fill it with water. So that when people are coming in from the dusty areas, they will wash their feet. That is the normal uh, tradition in, 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 in those days. But he was saying that, you know, you didn't do that for me. Let's go on, please. Um, and things like that. Now, the, the Bible says, therefore, verse 37, therefore I tell you, our many sins have been forgiven as a great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. He said, the reason why our response is that way, because she understands how much our sin has been forgiven. He's saying that the reason, Simon, you are sitting down and just offering me the food as your colleague is because you only think that my impact is limited to that. When I believe that my heartfelt worship for God is only based on what he has given me materially, I lose sight of the eternal gift he has given me, which is his life. So my response to him in worship is not based on either the song is good or not. It is my understanding of what he has done for me. So what determines your worship before God is not because I told you the lady. No, that is not it. The actual thing is that your understanding of who you think he is and your position before him. This woman realized that she was, she was not good enough. But yet Jesus accepted her the way she is. And please note that Jesus did not, she did not, she gave everything that she had. When I mean everything, it is not that she, after that she went back to that lifestyle. So it's important to know that. So as we come to a side as we bring our worship, you know, Psalm 100 that we read says that we should know, it says, come unto his gate with thanksgiving and to his heart with praise. He said, know that he is our God. Not we are the sheep of his pasture. And as you bring your offering before him, your thanksgiving before him, it's important that you realize who you are and who he is. It's important that you know, and this is not head knowledge. You are, it has settled in your mind that if not for Jesus, I will be on my way to heaven. See, Christianity doesn't make people better. Christianity kills your whole self because that good that you think is good is worthless. Christianity gives you a new life. That's why the Bible says, if a man is in Christ, he didn't say he's an improved person. He said he's a, he's a new person. He becomes a new being. So as we, I want you to come to the place of ascending to a level of worship that is a bit high. Because you need to understand him well. That's why the Bible says that, the Bible says was that, it says, Jesus was saying that those, he said, for, he said God is spirit. Those that worship him was worship him in spirit and in truth. How did he start? He first of all defined God. Before he told you how to worship him. So what Jesus is saying that if you don't understand the definition of who God is, your worship is only limited. So what we are sharing today is this. Are you giving him little worship? Because your worship, the understanding of your worship is based on you. 
Or are you ready to give him loads? Because you know it is not based on you, but based on him. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.